Welcome to Queer Conversation. Today we are meeting Jane and Samanda from the Flying Bats Soccer Club. We are here today because the Flying Bats um, plus Soccer Pride Australia and Sydney Rangers putting together a tournament for Sydney World Pride 2023. Can you tell us a little bit about this and how Flying Bats is involved with that? Uh, yeah, so essentially it'll be um, a World Pride tournament. Um, it's um, sponsored by the International Gay and Lesbian Football Association, uh, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary uh, this year um, and across 2023. Um, so ourselves um, as a LGBTIQ plus women's uh, football club here in Sydney, um, the Sydney Rangers, which is the gay men's um, and inclusive football club, and our umbrella organisation, Pride Football Australia, got together, were thinking about ways we could we could celebrate uh, at World Pride. Um, all of us have uh, travelled in the past internationally to, to various tournaments, be they you know, out games, gay games, eagle for tournaments, um, and thought it would be a really brilliant opportunity to bring it here to Australia, particularly to Sydney, as part of World Pride. Um, it's a brilliant way to, to celebrate it. Uh, Inner West Council has been uh, really generous in their support. Um, they've given us the use of the Tempe Recreation Reserve, which is uh, six fields, including a kind of quite brand new synthetic one yeah. that's pretty much world standard. Uh, we're hoping that uh, quite a lot of local teams will come along. Um, so not just ourselves, we've got five teams, um, but we've had interest from you know, some of the people we play against. Yeah. Um, there's you know, LGBTQI plus clubs in Melbourne, um, also in Brisbane, they're, they're setting up. Uh, there's one in Perth, so that, that there's all that sort of um, local involvement. It's, there's a, um, a two, two tournaments essentially. Uh, well, there's um, a men's, um, all genders can register for, for the men's um, tournament. And then there's women's and non-binary um, tournament. That's for um, cis and trans women, uh, for non-binary people who feel okay playing in that competition, um, that don't feel erased by that, because you know, obviously, you know, we don't want to ever code non-binary people as as women light or anything like that. They're non-binary people, um, so yeah, people can choose where they feel most comfortable. Uh, there'll be a whole range of uh, divisions, so there'll be more competitive divisions, down to more social divisions, and then we should also have a masters, yeah, uh, masters competition for uh, it's over over forties. Is what we're targeting with that. Yeah, so there's sort of uh, a bit of um, opportunity for almost anybody. Certainly as a club we have a whole range of abilities and mm -hmm. um, experience and I think that that's really valuable for us as a, a community um, and definitely something that we want to um, encourage at, at our World Pride tournament as well. Yeah, I think like obviously the BATS attracts a lot of people who may never have kicked the football because we are such a social club and sort of an entry point for the gay, for the lesbian community for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So we have players who take their football fairly seriously, but we also have people who are absolute beginners and are there for a good time. So it's really important that this tournament also reflects that. I think on the flip side of that, we've come across players that we play against in not in non-LGBTQI clubs, in not like normal, so to speak, clubs who are looking for a way into our community and have reached out to us and said, oh, is there space for me somewhere to come and have a go and, and have a try? Because they're really excited about the kind of atmosphere that we'll be creating with this tournament. 
So that's awesome to see as well. And there's going to be an opportunity for people to sign up as individual players and we'll be able to help them sort of pull together, join a team or pull together teams for them mm -hmm. so that absolutely everybody is able to find a way um, to play wherever best they're suited. Yeah, our ethos is about inclusion and that's, that's one of the ways we can do it is by ensuring that yeah, no one's kind of left behind. If you yeah. want to be involved, we'll, we'll do what we can to get you involved. Yeah, absolutely. How, how do you think this tournament will benefit the LGBTQI plus community? I think it's a brilliant example of visibility of um, queer people in sport um, at all levels. I think that's, that's a, the main thing that it's going to do. Uh, it's going to show uh, you know, the local and international LGBTI community, that they belong in sport, that there's a place for them, that they can succeed at sport, um, and that, you know, they don't have to be on the pitch. They can be, you know, having fun with all of the events around um, our World Pride Tournament. So if they want to come and support, um, we'll also have a series of parties. There'll be some women-specific events. Um, we're planning a panel discussion uh, mid-tournament on um, diversity and inclusion in sport. Um, we'll have some, you know, brilliant guest speakers there. Um, I think it'll show the real diversity as well of the LGBTI plus community. Um, that, you know, World Pride can sometimes kind of just look like a bunch of circuit parties. Uh, circuit parties, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's really, it's really for the whole of the community, and I think that's actually one of the the brilliant things about World Pride is that it will take over the city and it will be all sorts of different events. Like I think there's something like 30 different sports as well. So it's not just us with, with our tournament. Um, there will be, um, there's a, a um, swimming and water polo tournament um, that Sydney Stingers and, and the Wet Ones are organising. Um, Harbour City Wrestling are doing um, an event. Um, all, all of the different um, local sports um, organisations are getting involved. And we all kind of, you know, oftentimes people participate in multiple sports or rotate through them in yes. different years. So we kind of are quite, mm. like there's a bigger sport community as well. Um, you know, Queer Sports Alliance is um, doing their the basketball and, and roller skating. Um, they're kind of friends of ours and they kind of, you know, they'll get involved with our things and we'll get involved with theirs. So I think it is a way, you know, it's first and foremost for the LGBTI community, but I think then it will show, you know, the rest of the community how much fun we are. Yes. Um, and I think particularly, you know, with our tournament being based in the Inner West, the Inner West, uh, you know, as a community really prides itself on its diversity inclusion. Like, you know, we see ourselves as the progressive um, area and that we should be leading on things like this. And, you know, our council, the NOS council has taken a leadership role on that. And you can see that, you know, whether it's through things like their support for the Uluru Statement for the Heart, uh, their support for refugee um, rights, um, you know, their support for Addison Road Centre and, and the good work they do. Um, the swimming recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trans and gender diverse swim nights that they've mm -hmm. they've been running that are just beautiful and make such a difference for people. Um, you know that it it really shows that we're this community um, that values people being able to be who they are um, unapologetically, and I think that's really really great.
I'd like to dive in a little bit more about the flying bets right now. I mean, we can go back to, to the tournament, which um, we can talk about um, key dates and, and um, for, for registration and so on. But let's go back to flying bets and uh, its massive history. Our success is that we have grown and changed and reflected our community along the way. Um, that, you know, there's always new people coming in and that kind of, you know, people stay for ages but also people come in new all the time so there's a lot of renewal and I think that there's a lot of uh, goodwill and willingness to um, adapt to to our changing communities. Um, you know we were, we were established uh, back in 1985 by a group of lesbians who wanted uh, you know somewhere that they could they could uh, be friends that they could um, do something fun that they didn't necessarily always be in the pub um, and I think the joke was that Linda Patterson, who was one of the founders, kind of grabbed any any lesbian she could in Camperdown who she knew who was able to, you know, be on the soccer field whether they'd ever kicked a ball or not. Um, and so they, they um, you know, started this club. Um, there's been trans people in the club for forever. Like, wow. it's not a new thing. There's, there's always been folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've just made it more explicit um, as, as we've kind of over the last few years. Uh, but yeah, that I think the club has, you know, we've gone through that period where maybe people were more concerned about being visible and that didn't necessarily, there was a time when it probably was a bit anxious about labelling itself as a mm. lesbian club. And I think that we kind of through 90s, 2000s, that changed and we became very out and proud. And um, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I think that, that that kind of continual renewal and change has been really, really positive. Mm. Um, we did do a, a, a history project for our 30th anniversary. Um, we were really lucky to have um, Sherlene Robinson and Sarah Midgley. Sherlene is a um, professional historian who kind of led that project for us. Um, we, we were able to um, do oral histories from players from the early days of the Bats um, to really look at how the club was uh, first started, how it became formalised, that it actually developed a committee structure um, and, and grew th- over time. Um, so that's that's housed on our website, um, along with snippets from those uh, those oral history interviews. Um, but the, the actual audio is also um, housed in the Australian Queer Archives, which is something we're quite proud of as mm. well. I think it's it speaks to what an awesome environment and community it is. Mm. I know that, like speaking personally, um, it was uh, so many of my strong and long-lasting friendships have been through the club Um, and there's been times where it's not been as easy to to get to where the, like I've moved away from sort of the inner west heartland but I've been drawn back. There's no way that I'm leaving this club like anytime soon because it's just it's a beautiful place like people come with such open hearts and just so eager to sort of I don't know have a good time and and love football so it is a very special place. I think there's been a a lovely influx of younger people in the last couple of years um, and it sort of ebbs and flows. I think um, quite commonly people who have come from Europe or the US and grown up playing football will migrate to Australia for work or other study or other purposes and are looking for friendships and and community and find the bats because of the football connection. 
what's the process in joining the flying bats and um, the season? How often do you play? Where do you play? So we play in you know, a standard league in the North West Sydney uh, Football Association. So our winter season runs, uh, the actual games run from April through to August. We had our grand final last weekend. We had two teams in two divisions in grand finals. We won one, we lost one. Great day. It was a great day. Lots uh, of gay and trans flags it was at, our, at, you know, Meadowbank. So I bank support, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so essentially we, in terms of our calendar year, uh, we open registrations early in January. Um, players register as standard through uh, Football Australia's um, registration system, uh, which in recent years um, has evolved to allow uh, non-binary players to register as non-binary without that causing any issue. Um, they don't have to misgender themselves that they had to do in the past, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a big win. Um, and yeah, big shout out to Football Australia for, for moving ahead on that. Um, we then do grading uh, through sort of February, and then we start our training kind of March. Yeah. This year with all the wet weather was very challenging. We didn't think we could have more challenges after COVID, but then yeah. climate change hit. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we play yeah play April through to August. Uh, then we have again something we've not been able to do for the last two years with COVID. Uh, Pride Football Australia has an annual tournament um, where uh, clubs from Sydney and Melbourne and now also from um, Brisbane and Perth are getting involved. That's our Pride Football Australia tournament. Um, we'll be competing in that in. Um, October, October 15th, down in Melbourne, in the Julie Murray Cup. Uh, Julie Murray, who's a Matilda's legend and Football Australia Hall of Famer, is our patron for that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be taking on the Melbourne Rovers down there. So that kind of is our you know end of season sort of celebration. Mm. We have a little bit of a break, and then we we have casual summer soccer drop-ins. Uh, so we have weekly uh, sessions that anybody can come along with, and it runs usually from kind of late November through till. We're doing grading in, in February the following year. Um, and that allows uh, players who maybe think they might want to join the BATS, aren't sure, to come along, meet some players, have a little run around. Um, and it's been really a positive yeah, thing for us as a club, I think. Um, lets people you know, drop in and out as they want if they want to keep a bit of fitness and skills. One of the things one of our players, Kerry Fleur, always said about the BATS is that it's a, a safe place to fail. And by that she mm. meant that, you know, you, you don't have to be, our metrics are not that you're a brilliant soccer player. Um, you know, you can have an air swing and that's fine, yeah. you know. Um, but also kind of off the pitch that, you know, people are going through a hard time, bats, their bat friends are, are there to kind of yeah. catch them and help them. Anyone can register with any level of, of soccer skills. Oh. The website to register is flyingbats.com.au. Uh, not I use theflyingbats.com, so yep. that's us. Um, we're also on Facebook, The Flying Bats, um, on Twitter and on Instagram again as, as The Flying Bats. Your annual activity, which seems, you know, incredible, fantastic. <laughs> and, then, and then you've taken on this tournament with Sydney World Pride. Yeah. What are the deadlines here and, and how can people register? They'll open the registrations quite soon. They're just finalising some of the details. Um, we'll, you know, encourage our teams to, yeah. to definitely get involved, book their leave, because it's... I, look, I'd be booking two weeks' leave for the whole of World Pride because it's going to be... Epic. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, also 2023 in, in Sydney, if you're a queer woman in particular or just a queer person generally who loves war, you've got... World Pride, our tournament, yep. and then 
later in the year you've got the Women's World Cup here, which is going to be enormous yes. as well. It's going to be huge. It's, gonna, it's a massive year, like yeah. seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, absolutely encourage individuals if they want to be involved to, to talk to us. We'll we'll get you sorted. Um, yeah. So yeah, there'll be there'll be bats teams. There'll be friends of bats. Um, there's a, quite former a few bats. former bats who are you know in different parts now of are really excited to get involved, so, yeah. yeah. Disability, are you catering for that? Uh, one of the things that we've wanted to get off the ground and we, we will get off the ground in 2023 is walking football. Specifically aimed at older people who, uh, you know, don't really want the, the full-onness of, um, of whether it's small-sided or full-sided football. Um, but also I think that that's really useful for people with disability. Um, or for people, you know, we have former players who, you know, blown out knees and things like that. So mm. they wouldn't see themselves as, as having a disability per se, but their bodies Maybe, are not going to yeah, hold up no. for... Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate it. And I'm, you know, going to watch what's unfolding over the next few months and really looking forward to see the tournament at Sydney World Pride in February 2023. Thanks very much. Thank it'll, be, you. it'll be very fun.